everybody. I am joined right now by Cinta de Oro. You know him from his career as Sin Cara and Hunico in WWE. Uh, we're going to be talking about his career up to this point, his future plans. Uh, first things first, you have a new name, Cinta de Oro. Uh, tell us about uh what went into the name what kind of you know does it have any personal meaning to you uh any historical context uh, just tell us about what you've been up to hey bill thanks for having me this today brother yeah well Cinta Yoro um, was a legend here in Ciudad Juarez in Paso back in the 80s and 90s and uh and then unfortunately he passed away in uh, March of 2016 he was a good friend of mine you know I used to watch him when he was a little kid there's a very historic date in uh November First of 1987, I was 10 years old, and he wrestled Rocky Star for the for the mass versus mass. That's considered like the greatest match here in in the border. And uh, Cinta Yoro beats Rocky Star for the mask. And I remember as a little kid, all of us were like crying and and we had all kinds of emotions because those were the two biggest idols of uh, of wrestling in, in La Frontera. And then as as I became a professional, he became like a mentor to me. You know, him and Cinta Yoro and Cinta Plata became very good mentors of mine and so when he passed away in 2016 I came to his funeral went back to work uh on a tour and then um I remember in 2017 I ended up making a mask as in, in honor of him I don't know if you saw it but I was wrestling with, with a mask with a stripe on with you know I did a fusion of Sincara with Cinta de Oro in honor of him you know and I used to wear it when uh, a lot of the times and television and, and the events that I started so when I started doing that and then when I ended up uh, leaving the company I didn't have it to be honest that I, I, I never thought that I would become Cinta de Oro uh, I have a very good relationship with his family with his kids and I remember uh, when that happened I got a call from uh, from, from uh, social media for WWE to ask me what name I was going to use so that they could change my social media to their name. And I remember, ah, well, I have 90 days. Let's, let's just, uh, and I said, Cinta de Oro, just right out of the bat. And then that same day that I told them that they changed my account, Instagram account to Cinta de Oro. And it became like this crazy news everywhere. Like, oh, now Sin Cara is becoming Cinta de Oro. And then uh, like a lot of like uh, commotion started happening in the border. Like people were like, oh, why is he using the name now? And this and that. And and I, my main thing is that his kids, I spoke with his kids, you know, mm-hmm. we, I had, we had a meeting and we talked a little bit about the idea and they, they were all for the idea of me, you know, portraying Cinta de Oro and, and not letting the legacy of, of the name, you know, uh, pass, pass on and, and, and continue. So in my case, I, it's, it's like an, in honor of him, you know, letting people know who he was and, and what he accomplished. He never left because he had family, he had kids. So he never went to Mexico city, never went to other places. He always was a local wrestler and it was his choice. He wasn't because he wasn't good. He was an amazing worker, amazing wrestler. A lot of people that I spoke with from that era say that, uh, he was just great, but he never really wanted that, you know, that that light in, in his in his career. So for me, it's it I'm I'm doing this in the sense in honor of him to keep the legacy alive and, and people that didn't know who Cincinta Yoro was, now they can go online and, and check out some videos that are there of, of those matches. Yeah, and as you mentioned, there there is a photo that I did find. It's if anybody searches your name. Yeah, uh, it's you at still as uh Sin Cara, but you have like the gold stripe over the face and you're wearing a gold yeah. jacket with the hood up. Yeah. Uh, so 
that that was definitely a, a very fitting and a, a touching tribute. Uh, but I did want to talk about um, any appearances you have coming up because yeah. you, it, it's been a little quiet other than the name. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. do want to mention you will be part of uh, Qatar Pro Wrestling's uh, mm-hmm. Super Slam 3. That's next year. What, what What are your thoughts about going to Qatar? That's You've traveled all around the world with WWE, but uh, have you ever been anywhere as cool as Qatar? Because it's not somewhere that gets wrestling very often. I know. Yeah, well, I was supposed to go to Qatar this past year. I was supposed to go to many different. I was supposed to go to London to the Comic Con to do a lot of different appearances, but then with the pandemic, everything stopped, you know. And then right now, I think things are still a little like uh, in a pause because I've got to. I have some calls from promoters letting me know that they want to do some shows. And then I had a date for May and then they called me yesterday. Hey, we're going to have to move it till June because of the, you know, the, the rules or, or the, I guess, whatever is going on in every city. So it's one of those things that it's very uncertainly right now, but I've been getting a lot, a few calls from, from promoters that want to work with me, but right now, like for them, it's very uncertain. So obviously since, since then, they don't know when they're going to show is going to happen then I have to be also in a standby in that sense. But I'm doing other projects. That's the main thing. You know, I keep keeping myself busy, doing other projects, doing other things and and traveling a little bit, you know, keeping myself in, in that mindset of like, you know, when everything gets back into, into the swing of things, I'll be able to do what I love, which is wrestle. But for me right now, it's the main focus is keeping myself healthy, keeping my, my mind healthy my soul healthy and and just be ready for when the time comes for me to start working and wrestling and right now the only people that are wrestling is the people that have television you know there's no live events right now for anybody and and once it's i think once it, everything starts going people are gonna you know start going to the events because they want to go out they want to actually be there now you know they've been at home for so long that they actually are going to start coming to the arenas and and the gyms or the places where, where we get to wrestle so i'm just excited for the future and and, and hopefully everything gets back in the swing of things, not just for me, but for everybody. Mm-hmm. What's the, de- what's the delay been like for you? Because you got your release. It wasn't immediately before the pandemic, like some talent had to deal with that where, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm in the clear. And then there's no events like you, like how have you, you mentioned, you know, having to delay events, but how have you been keeping busy and keeping in ring shape? Well, with, uh, I, there's a, there's a, I have friends that have a ring here and I, we go train, you know, with them. I, I take my kids or sometimes they're not training. I'll, I'll go in the afternoon and take my kids and keep myself, you know, bumping a, a few times here and there and keep keeping myself in that sense busy. But obviously, you know, me and my brother started a, a couple businesses, you know, when during the pandemic and then now we go and, we ended up that that wasn't what we wanted to do. Now we're going to go into a different business, which I know uh, hopefully if everything works out, uh, a solar company, a solar company. Is, that's what we want to do. So I'm excited about that, you know, working with my brother and, and other projects. And also I'm writing a couple books right now. I'm uh, doing different projects here and there and, and, and just keeping myself, you know, busy for uh, doing other, other things outside wrestling. I'm doing a promotion for a local bike here in El Paso. Mm-hmm. Also, I do commercials for them for the radio, for television, publicity, and just keeping myself, you know, busy and keeping my image out there. Okay, yeah, that that was what I was going to ask next. I know uh, uh, 
Kevin Fertig is a realtor now and he's really gained some popularity and stayed out there because he portrays the the real estate champion. He's like, you know, <laughs> title. So yeah. is that something that like when people come to you or do they already know like, Hey, I'm going to get, you know, like this is Sin Cara or this is Cinto de Oro. Like yeah. they ask for it or is it kind of like you give creative feedback and how you can not only keep yourself out there, but how you can, you know, really bring more eyes to their respective products in a creative way. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously when, when, uh, when they see, when I've done a commercial, when I see a commercial, maybe, I don't know if they think that I'm going to be at the bank or not. I don't know how, how sometimes, because sometimes people think that way. And uh, I was working publicity, doing publicity for also for another solar company here in, in El Paso. And we ended up, you know, not, parting ways after a while and and that was it but it was funny because some i don't know how, how people perceive certain things but sometimes people think that like it i don't know they, they thought that i was going to be in the roof putting their solar system they're doing this and doing that but but it's, it's not going to be me actually being out there but obviously i i uh, you know uh, i work in construction when i was when i was younger and i've done a lot of things and and i'm not afraid to get up in the roof and do things and do that you know but but the idea for me is to be like the face of, of the company, of me and my brother's company, and, and put it out there. Once I start wrestling, I think it's going to be a lot more easier f- for me to be able to, you know, have more um, uh, notoriety nor- out there, you know, of, of being out there. Because this is what I love. Because I sometimes I get messages like, oh, so we haven't, you haven't wrestled. So what are you doing now? And things like that. Or I'm like, well, everybody has at a hold right now. You know, most of, most of the wrestlers are older they don't belong to a company we have to wait till everything ends to be able to you know start working and, and having more uh you know traveling here and there doing things that that we love and and for me i'm just trying to keep myself my image out there and doing other things like you know like like, like with the bank like now with the solar company me and my brother and and just just letting people know that um that there's life you know outside wrestling for me too <laughs> hey i i will have firsthand knowledge i've said it plenty of times throughout this past year if you're not spending money on travel most homeowners are putting it back into their home so mm-hmm. you're you're absolutely doing the right thing like we've done i have my green screen behind me because oh, yeah. this is one of the rooms that's in progress but i mean getting home improvement projects done like putting more money into your house because it's mm-hmm. become such an important part of everybody's life this past year. Yep. So you're definitely doing, you're, you're taking <laughs> it in the, in the right direction with uh, the, the solar. Yeah. So, so that's what we're trying to do. You're trying to, you know, uh, obviously, you know, I, I've learned a lot about myself also this past year that I could, you know, do a lot of things and, and that I could survive outside WWE because sometimes as performers, it, it's the hard, that's the hardest part for us because I was there for 10 years, you know, and then you, you become used to a certain system all the time or, or having that uh, security economically. And then so sometimes we don't want to lose that and we don't want to take the choices because, you know, a lot of people depend on us. And I understand that, you know, sometimes you don't want to take that risk, but a lot of people that are in, in there still, and I get it. But for me, I, I, I learned a lot about myself in this past year, you know, that I can do other things, other projects that, that what I have, uh, in a sense, um, built throughout my years. Now it's time for me to actually use who I am to do other projects, other things in, in my life. And, and that's what I'm trying to do. You know, I'm trying to keep myself busy in that sense and, and let people know that no matter what you want to do in your life, you have an opportunity, you know, to succeed. 
It doesn't matter who uh, who says no or they cannot determine that, you know, only yourself. And that's why I took that that leap of faith in the, in that sense of like asking for my release. You know, it's not, it wasn't an easy choice, but I, I had to. I was just tired of the same situation. I was just, you know, not happy anymore. And, and now I have control of, of my life, of what I want to do, of what I want to accomplish. And I think I'm happier than ever right now in this part of, of my career and my life. And obviously we all went through this crazy year of pandemic and a lot of the people that we love are not here anymore and and it's tough and it's hard but then we have to learn to appreciate what we have you know we cannot you know keep ourselves in, in that mindset of like oh what am I going to do and, and I lost this and I like that would like I cannot do nothing about that anymore but I can do more now that I know that you know that there's a bright future out there for me and, and that's what I'm just trying to do you know keep myself busy keep resting keep doing what i love i'm not i'm not retired because a lot of people ask every time like i'm not retired pandemic hit and i'm just waiting for an opportunity to open up and, and continue my career yeah and uh, you're betting on yourself i don't think anybody mm-hmm. can find some mm-hmm. anything wrong with that you know mm-hmm. nothing but respect Thank uh, you. i want to i want to jump back for a little bit because you just mentioned you were with the company for almost 10 years and Really, everybody, a lot of the audience's first uh, glance at you was in the the Sin Cara versus Sin Cara, the imposter feud. Mm-hmm. Can you just talk a little bit about how that was pitched? Uh, I know the stories out there that the original Sin Cara was uh, under a suspension and you played the character, but can you just talk about how that storyline was originally pitched to you and maybe how different the finished product was compared to the initial idea well let, let me tell you i'm going to go back a little bit i debuted in, in mexico uh as uh, mystical in november 21st of 1999 so what is my first wrestling was mystical so what happened i uh, ended up having um changing my name because in 2004 uh, Consejo Mundial ended up registering the name and gave it to this guy that was Sin Cara in WWE. So then I had to, um, there was a lot of things went on during that time. I had to change my name to Incognito because a lot of companies wouldn't, or a lot of promoters wouldn't let me wrestle because then they wouldn't send this kid to wrestle over there to with them or whatever, you know, was that, everything that was going on because he became this huge star in Mexico and, you know, and 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 uh, so everybody wanted him to to work with them and and go everywhere. So then when I got to WWE, I was there in FCW already for like a year, and then they hired him as this uh, new coming star from Mexico. They made all this you know press conference in Mexico and just all the lights with him, and they was gonna be the next Rey Stadio, whatever. So then during that time, uh, I had a meeting with uh with Hunter in FCW where I told him the story about the Mysticos. It wasn't that in their mind, something came and like, oh, we're going to do this story. Like they invented that story. No, it was because I told him what happened in Mexico. So then when he got suspended, they got the idea of bringing me in as the imposter and actually continuing like the, the real life story in Mexico, make it into a feud over here in, in WWE. So that's why when he got suspended, that's when I got the call and they told me, hey, we're gonna, we want you to come up. But they didn't tell me exactly what they wanted to do to the story ended up like I was there for a month and when he got the suspension uh when he got back from suspension that's when I told me that they wanted to do a few with me and him but uh, I think the few was culminated very soon it was it was it wasn't for me it was to build him up you know that's why he ended up uh 
finishing it off in Mexico City and, and on a SmackDown television. And uh, I'm not going to say names, but there I know that there was a, a, meet, a couple meetings during that day where uh, one of the agents uh, told them that they were making the wrong decision about taking the mask off me. He's like, you're taking the mask out of the wrong wrestler. Mm -hmm. The one that should lose the mask should be the other guy. And I'm not going to say names because out of respect, but he, he was the one that actually told me that he said that. And, and I'm very grateful, you know, because he believed in me all that time that I was in WWE. Um, he's a legend also. He's a, he's a legend in the business. And he was like, he told me, he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, I told them I fought for you. You know, they, they want to, they don't want to listen. And, and that, that's it. So they, and I ended up, uh, you know, leaving the name they gave it to him. He can, I went off on an injury. I tore my ACL. So I went, I was out for almost a year. And during that year, he would always like, he was wrestling and, but he was always either hurt or something was coming up. And I remember when I came back, the, the, a few weeks when I came back, we had a tour in Mexico. I was wrestling Tyson Kidd. Tyson Kidd was coming off an injury also. We were working together and then he was working Del Rio in, uh, in Mexico. And uh, I know that the reports that they said, uh, It was that he was a guy that um, didn't have a heart. He was a performer that wasn't, you know, up to the challenge and all kinds of stuff. You know, that was a report inside WWE. So then uh, uh, I think three, four weeks later, I get a call at home on a Thursday from the office asking me if I wanted to take over Sin Cara. And I was like in shock. I was like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like, yeah, like they're done with this guy. They don't want him anymore. Are you willing to take over the character? And I was like, let's do it. You know, yeah. my, my first reaction, because because everything that had happened, you know, in Mexico, the names and now he was going to be the opposite way, you know, something mm -hmm. that had been taken away from me, you know, had, God had now given me divine justice in that sense. So so it was pretty crazy, man. It was pretty crazy how everything came about, but I wouldn't change anything, you know, to be honest, anything in my life, because that has built my character and the person that I am now to be able to, you know, talk to people and, and, and appreciate what I have now. You know, if everything would have been roses, like you wouldn't appreciate what you have. And I appreciate what I have. I appreciate my kids, my friends, everybody that's around me that I love. And I think that has taught me a lot. Yeah. And, you know, To, to your point, who the person, the individual that gave you that advice or uh, spoke up for you clearly was right because you played the character for many, many years after that. Um, do, you, do you have a favorite match if you had to point to one as that character that you would say best represents your work in WWE, but maybe best represents just who you are as a wrestler, no matter what name you're under? I think uh, WrestleMania 32, when I when I, I got to get in there with Dolph, Menace, uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, the, the the ladder match and Goldust. I mean, uh, yeah, Goldust, uh, Cody Rhodes. Uh, it was uh, it was like, a, I guess, a, a, like like my work that I anything that I could do anything you know it, it, all I just needed was an opportunity you, like if you see that match I did a lot of like things that I had, people never thought I could do they were like what he can do that I'm like yeah I can do that and more but mm -hmm. unfortunately I never got the opportunity to really uh showcase what I could really do you know it was always you know sometimes I would you know putting the match together I'm gonna do this and they was like oh you can't do it because somebody else is gonna do it I'm like I don't care like that's not my problem they don't can't do it better than me Like, mm -hmm. why do you have to put my, why you have to live in my work just because somebody else, you know, 
things that they can like let let me wrestle, let me do what I love, and and I think that was that was the hardest part for me in, in that sense. But if if I want if I really want to you know go back and say what what something that that people can really look at my work body of work in that sense, that that's that's right there. You know, I can do a lot of things and. And I think I have still have a lot of years to go, and 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 I can still perform at a high, the highest level. I just, you know, I just want the opportunity to showcase my talent, and that's why I left, and that's why I'm here now. Get waiting for that opportunity, waiting for pandemic to end to be able to perform for the people. Do you like? I will say I've heard uh, that comment from different uh, people in recent months, but. Do you feel like that was just a, a WWE style of wrestling, or do you feel like that was uh, almost like putting a, a ceiling on a luchador? Because you made a comment uh, not too long ago where you said, you know, they don't care about Mexican talent. Andrade said similar. Do you feel like not being able to do those moves is because they more or less wanted you to fit like the WWE style of wrestling instead no. of, you know? <laughs> It's, it's not about fitting. It's about not uh, overshadowing uh, their stars. Okay. That's the thing. Whoever they want to build, obviously, they're, they're, uh, they're going to build. And obviously, they want to protect those, you know? And I think that was mostly the main thing for us, like, in that sense. Like, if you look at the talent now, like, you can't tell me that, that Garza is not a good wrestler. You can't tell me that Carrillo is not an amazing wrestler. You can't tell me that Santos Escobar is not a wrestler. That Calisto, that Lince, all those, all those, those guys that have amazing talent, you know? It's not about the talent. It's about putting limitations to the talent. And, and it's not about styles. That's not true. Look at Ricochet. Ricochet does amazing things in the ring. All kinds of stuff. Boom, boom, here and there. So it's about who they want to limit, you know, in, in that sense. And, and then it's not me just saying that they don't care about Mexicans. You, the, how many Mexicans do you see in WrestleMania? <laughs> Unfortunately, none. Mm-hmm. Not one. Not one. Well, I, the, the reason I ask is the reason I ask is because you, you said that, you know, people were surprised by your body of work and you were like, no, I could always do that. And it's it's like almost like, they, you know, coming back around, like there are limitations. And I don't know if that's because they don't they have like the WWE match format and it's like, OK, build, build, build. Or like you said, it's it's about limiting what you know you can't do this because somebody else is going to do it later and mm-hmm. uh, actually Zach Ryder Matt Cardona said that uh on another podcast recently he was like you know you can't do a baseball slide because Ronda Rousey's going to do one and it's like exactly you know like where 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 are you going to go with it it's like you have these talented performers but then you limit people them. are surprised by what you can do and it's like no I I can do that. So, yeah, I can do that and more. But you know, like I was saying, like at the, at the end of the day, I was a, I was a, I was a soldier in that sense. You know, following orders and what they told me, and and I always fought for for what I wanted to do in a match. You know, there mm-hmm. were some uh, agents that I that helped me a lot that that would let me just go out there and work. They put no limitations on me when I was doing live events. Fit Finley was a person like that. You know, he saw something in me, and he would just tell me, "Just take care of yourself." That's all he would tell me. Put this together, but take care of yourself, and then you're going to have a great match. And he, he would let me be, and I would enjoy my work. 
I would enjoy what I, what I was doing in the ring. But when, when you would get somebody with like, oh, no, you can't do this because this and that. And it was just like, oh, man. So what should I do then? Just go out there and get my butt kicked and just one, two, three. And that's it. Like, you know, like, let me let me showcase my talent and who I am and, and why people love the Sinkara character. They love me because, uh, you know, I would always give 110% out there. I would never put limitations on my work. Mm-hmm. They were the ones that put the limitations on my work, not myself. I wanted to always perform at the highest level all the time. And if they would ask me to wrestle 30 minutes every day, I would have done it. But I never got the opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. And the only and the only time for you to get better, it's in the ring. And mm-hmm. if you got you don't have that continuation, every time you go back and you wrestle on television after three months, you're you're hesitating. You're like, well, because you don't have that confidence anymore. It happened to a lot of the talent now, you know. Metallic would wrestle like every, like four or five days out of the week, every week. And then I only see him wrestle like once every two, three months. And, 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 and I can tell that in confidence level, it's a little bit like shaky. And sometimes you don't do the things that you used to doing because you haven't done them in a while. So there's no continuation. And I think that's the hardest thing for a lot of us that they were there for a lot of time. And we would go television and sit down and catering, eat all freaking day, just waiting for an opportunity. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you get the opportunity and then they're like, oh, you should have done this, you should have done that. Like, well, give me continuation. So I can, you know, have confidence so, I, so that the moves that I usually do have are crisp and have have the timing that I should have. But you don't give me continuation, so that, that's tough, man. That's really tough. Yeah. Hey, I I certainly understand the frustration, and uh, I will close on this. Uh, you you said it yourself. You you don't want to look back with uh, anything. You wouldn't change anything. So. You know, you got to this point because of your work. So, you know, try and let's end on a positive. You you have the life you have now because you, you know, of your work in Mexico and your work in WWE. So, you know, you you, you do have those opportunities. Uh hopefully things change for the people that are still there, I guess, is the, the yeah, best. We, we're, it, but. Obviously, as a man of faith, I always hope for the best for everybody, not just for me, but for everybody, especially my friends and and I understand, like, if, if uh, they have a lot of frustrations, but sometimes they don't have, uh, they don't want to say anything, you know? They they just close doors. They they Maybe they say things, but they don't really, you know, they don't go out there and, and tell them. So if, they don't, if they're not going to say it, I'm going to tell them for them. I'm pretty sure that, that Garza is not happy. Carrillo is not happy. Kalin, all those guys are not happy there. No matter how much they try to portray, it's not true. Because I lived it. Mm-hmm. I've been through that. I know how it feels. I know how you feel when you're sitting down in catering and are being able to work. I know how you feel when you go to television and they don't they don't use you then and then and all of a sudden like, okay, what's gonna happen with me? Like, oh, talk to this guy, talk to that guy. So I get it. I understand that. But if if you're not happy, then say something about it. Nothing's gonna change if you keep your mouth shut. That's the truth. And 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 I'm saying this because Andrade came out. And, it, and he said the same thing that I said. So then it's not, it's not me, you know, it's not him. It's a system that unfortunately is not, you know, doesn't have equality for everybody. And that's just sad, you know? Yeah. It, like it, it's not for everybody. Uh, but, you know, I, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today. Uh, it was great learning about what you've been up to uh, and your future plans. I hope uh, we, we see you on television, whether you live in your area in Texas, or we start Thank seeing you. maybe you'll get the social media attention from uh, you know some of your some of your commercials and 
or maybe Nacion Lucha Libre in Mexico. We don't know, maybe. <laughs> oh, Random on a tease, but uh, hopefully we see you back in the ring soon. I know we mentioned the Qatar Pro Wrestling, but again, uh, Cinta de Oro, thanks very much for your time today. Hey, thank you, brother. Stay safe.